bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeff, and I normally play Jerry Lan. My name is Aaron, and I usually play Sam Faluge. My name is Chime, and I usually play Johnny. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Jeremy, and I usually play Julian Illix. And my name is Jordan, and I play the destruction of Consiglio. Yes, yes, yes you do. Wow. So this Gosh. this episode went places. I don't think any of us expected it. Nope. To. I had an agenda for Julian, and the first thing happened, and that was it. And I killed his daughter. You did. Yeah. 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 I wasn't trying to. I really wasn't. I was actually trying to protect her. I knew it was that's gonna complicate things. I knew as soon as that boat went over her, she was dead. There was nothing I could do. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was just the way that it happened. The way the dice fell. Yeah. For a podcast that's named all about from throwing the dice, Lady Luck did not treat you all well tonight. No. no. We used a lot of, uh, a lot of points. fate points and a lot of character points. Yeah. Just trying to get what we normally would have as reasonably acceptable roles. Acceptable roles. Yeah. I, and I don't think I was even very... No, we just were no, extravagant with the target numbers. No. And, it's just... and editing some of the other stuff, like some of the Angels Guard stuff, um, there have been times where we have rolled absolutely horrible, like with some of the most awful rolling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you did ever. That. But it wasn't like this, where the awful rolling led to very destructive things. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. awful rolling. Oh, this fight takes a lot half longer. an hour rather than five minutes. Mm-hmm. 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 This is. Awful rolling, everybody's dead. But I think it kind of fits the tone of the world. Right, I think that's what I remember you talking about early on, was the tone was going to have to be a lot darker and a little bit more sinister when things failed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And And it really is. Polar Bear is dead, that's all I can say. It's all his fault. It is all his fault. I really hope that the building crushed him. should have shot him when he harassed me in the street. Man, you guys have it out for Choler. I don't know why. Because he's the evil dad guy. Because he's been harassing me my entire life. I hope you didn't feel sidelined today. No, not at all. I thought I mean, you had some of the best story moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, honestly, the scenes with Chime drove the plot tonight. Yeah, 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 it did. And it was the rest of us trying to catch up. Yep. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I had only written down three things for my my uh, outline. outline tonight. And honestly, we'll talk about this in a little bit. I think that it gave the it lent to a really creative structure for this series of of episodes we played tonight. But what I had written down was Choler apparently hears that Chime is looking into Aralize GX thirty five. He tries to kidnap Chime. That's all I had written down, which <laughs> I wasn't at all. But well, right, it was second hand kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So how did Choler find out? The security cameras. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If you had looked on the security cameras, you would have seen that Choller was actually following. Right. And I assumed so. Yeah. But not metagaming. I knew that Julian would have no reason to look at those. Right. At that point in time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I totally get where you were coming from. He, he just took, took note that uh, security cameras. Okay. This is They're really watching this place now. Yeah. For the council. <laughs> For the council. I thought that was a good moment, too. <laughs> With the three of us in the park trying to figure out where to go next, and we're just like, and all looking around, looking up at the security councils and uh, security councils. <laughs> security cameras. And then I'll just, obviously, okay, we're not going to, we're done talking. For the council. Let's walk away from here. <laughs> <laughs> like last time we played, I had only written about a page worth of material, and I felt like it was good, but it was still a little looser than I wanted it. Maybe it was because we started earlier today and we were all feeling fresher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't feel like any of our episodes were really dra- like drug out like they did the other last time. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think they were really drug out. It was just... I think we were all just tired. Yeah. It was, it was setting the it, it setting the stage for future interactions. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is sort of where I was going where... What I had planned for Julian to do was even further those interactions. Like on it, the the first thing, and we had talked about this in between sessions, in between episodes last time. I had an idea of how to rein get Jer to buy in and hook, get him hooked into this, mm-hmm. and that was really Julian with that little to no effort uncovering some things of his past right. and convincing him was like, look. You're trying to hide. You're doing an awful job because people know you and are going to be able to find you very easily. That was really awesome, actually. I, I loved it because yeah. it, it gave your character, it gave Jer a real hook into the... It, it did. It was like, yeah. Yeah. It was like, hey, there's no point in fighting it anymore. And I love the, the idea of that second photo of... Where yeah. I'm just in the background. Where you're in the background, but, you're the, but it's, you're the focal point of that photograph. So, so you were being spied on. He was yeah. making sure that I was in the picture. Yeah, so that was a carryover from last time. And then the first thing on the list was, oh, let's find Sam. And and then it was after that was going to be, oh, let's find Katari. Yeah. Which didn't even come into play, basically, because... Because hmm. you were looking for me the entire time. Because I had assumed that when I found <laughs> Sam, we'd also find Chad. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, instead. Well, <laughs> as, a, as, a play, as a player, that's what I assumed. Yeah. 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 But no. <laughs> no. They split the party. <laughs> what do you mean? Jordan split the party. Did I? No. You no. kidnapped me. No. We, we split the party. We did. Yeah. You did? He's I asked like, for a moment alone. And I Because uh, yeah. I wanted to break in. Ooh, that might have gone differently. Yeah. If he had waited, uh-huh. then we had all met up, and then he tried to be kidnapped. That might have gone yeah. very differently. Very different. yeah. Yes. When, Jordan definitely took advantage of yeah. Johnny yeah. heading yeah. home. It was like, so you're alone? <laughs> you're, I, don't, I don't know if anybody else noticed that. It's like, I, I think Jordan made a comment about as you walk down the street alone. Or yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, never walk down a dark alley with your GM. <laughs> as, as soon as Jordan started to narrate... Chime walking, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Something yeah. is coming. Yep. Here comes yeah. the pain. <laughs> he even asked me, what's that look for? <laughs> Honestly, tonight was defined by mistakes. 
<laughs> it the, was. Yeah. The mistake of leaving the group, you know, just assuming that everything was nice and safe and you could yeah. do your own thing. The mistake that well, you thought that, oh, if I if he just gets noticed, he'll give up. Well, not that he would give up, but that they would know how to contain know him. Know how to yeah. arrest him. Similar more to the one that happened in, early at the at the military base. Yeah. And oh, this ties it into a revelation that we Jordan threw in about Julian. Well, we should talk about his power to actually see elementals, um, which he had no idea of. But since the party was split, honestly, if it were Jer and Julian there at the time and a conversation had happened, it's like, should I push him up on there? Julian would have been like, no. Don't, because he will just destroy the place. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Julian, at that point, knew how powerful he was. The elemental yeah. was right. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. all fed into it. It's yeah. like it's like this revelation about how powerful Choler's elemental, how powerful Choler is, and how Driven much and manipulative shade has weaved his way into Sam's brain. Sam wanted to go after Jer and follow Choler. But no, I had to go talk to Daddy. <laughs> Just because you don't trust me. It's not like I'm trying to hurt any. It's not like I'm always... <laughs> <laughs> like how you just cut yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, correction. Anyway, I like that addition to, yeah. to yeah. Uh, Julian's power. And we discussed this over snacks. Because Julian has been so fixated on getting these thermal readouts. And this tells him all these, this elemental was here, this elemental was here. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like anybody else is using that investigation tool. Like, as in order to track down who's doing what. What if it is actually, Julian is the only one that's able to distinguish these. It's like another language. Mm-hmm. And like other people look at the readout, the thermal readouts and say, okay, that means this elemental was here. And they're like, Okay, no, I don't get where you. I don't get where you're getting that from, but you've been doing this. I guess we believe you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody so, else just looks at it and says, "Okay, there's heat signature there. There's four people here." So, if Julian had the ability to see thermographically all the time, he'd see all the elementals. What do you accept? Shades help to do that. Uh, I don't know at this point because that. I mean, that that's what it took was touched by an elemental. Ooh. <laughs> we already established that Shade is not the angel. <laughs> yes. Yes, I mean, we did. There are angels of death. But. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. <laughs> uh, I will point out this is that what happened with your power actually followed a theme that was established earlier. Um, the idea that you can combine two people's powers to produce a, a new and interesting effect. Oh, yeah. You know, because uh, yeah, yeah, with the uh, the fire and salt, yeah, the the age things. Well, there's that, but then the afterthought of why is Julian the only one chasing after these thermal images? Right, Mm -hmm. right, right, right. Kind of compounded that idea. Exposed part of his power that even made Julian wasn't aware of. Yeah, because well, someone had to have been at least keeping an eye out on the thermal. (laughs) <laughs> thermal activity and otherwise yeah they wouldn't have well thermal... I, mean, but I was thinking about those. there seems to be a lot more thermal cameras around than there are regular security cameras well you can tell so it's like, is it cheaper to produce and monitor the well maybe the council's more co- concerned about the movement and tracking of 
the elementals than they are yeah. movement and traction. Julian's yeah. thought process behind it is the thermal and, and the scanners can see through walls. So yeah, even the, the council can tell there are this many people in this building. On Julian's thought process, that makes sense to have. Yeah. Just those. wait until they start introducing the thermal drones. Uh, have you seen them? Have you seen some of the images? The thermal cameras you can buy online mm-hmm. to stick on your drone. drone yeah. Oh no, I hadn't. I oh, hadn't yeah, even heard about that. Some, yeah, no, it's a real thing. Pretty, pretty good quality. That's a thing I've for heard a thirty-dollar camera. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of scary when life starts emulating your game. <laughs> yeah, I anticipate there will be drone regulation. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's already there. It's well, FAA. Uh, yeah, the FAA. Yeah, as well as the. Uh, the FTC. FTC that's also concerned with FCC frequency. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's definitely regulations, and then there are. Yeah, but local, right now they're very loose regulations. Yeah, there are also local regulations that prohibit flight in certain areas. Yeah. Though. As technology advances, they'll have to put more and more restrictions on <clears throat> yeah. it, or else people I mean, will use it for bad Right now, things. you only have to register drones that are over a certain size. Right. Mm-hmm. There's that video. I can't tell if it's fake or not. I was most likely it's fake of this huge drone. Or guy who's hooked up a hammock to it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if it were real. But anyway, this isn't the drone show. Have you seen, seen a, it's a one, one more thing? Uh, I think they're called paragliders. It's a big uh, go kart motor mm-hmm. that's uh, attached to a parachute. Yeah. And a oh, fan yeah, yeah. that you kind of run with and you just fly. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want one. <laughs> I want one. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, that power. I like it. I just, I was like, okay, well, things are just going off the rails in this town. Um, <laughs> the the yes. aqua rails. They're the going off the rails. <laughs> off the aqua whales. Aqua whales. Aqua rails. Aqua whales. Aqua rails. It's a new screen whale. Aqua. It's like the orca, but the aqua. I don't know why we decided to name it something so hard to say. Because aqua rail sounds cool. It does it sound, sound cool. cool. When you can say it right. Yes. It's a really cool idea for. It's a great technology. Thank yeah. you, Disney. You know, because the idea comes straight from. It's, it's a small world ride, and mm-hmm. you know. I've never been on that one. If be glad. That's <laughs> <laughs> thirty minutes of the same song. You, you've been on so many things. <laughs> but, you know, like the the Love Canal or and all those types of things, where you get on a boat and, and you just float through. Float through. It's like uh the the movie one that they have in the Hollywood theaters. Uh, the Hollywood show where you flow through and they do classic scenes from the movies like ah. Alien and Singing mm-hmm. in the Rain. and That's why that joke in The Lion King is there. Where Zazu starts to sing, it's a small world. And he's like, no, anything but that. Because <laughs> that's the song. That okay. Okay. It's, not okay. uncommon, time. it's not uncommon for people to get stuck on these rides for very long periods of time. <laughs> yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean is another one of these water rides where okay. you just. But at least each scene is different. Literally, yeah. literally every single time we would walk near water on on the cruise, Elizabeth would start singing the theme song from Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> every single time. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what's going to come into the dome? Oh yeah. Oh, there are some pretty nasty creatures. Julian, Julian had no. They're not all in the preserve. <laughs> Julian has some experience outside of the dome. Sam's yeah. all been official travel, so it's not been really. Well, yeah, but you still have to transport between. Yeah, yeah. And there's long distances between. 
So let's go ahead and talk well, about. Okay, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to bring up some other points that some other revelations that came out about sort of the way things work. Like we said that almost all of uh, Julian's beliefs were confirmed, mm-hmm. and especially with uh, Aelin, with Chimes' conversations with with Aelin. Yes, elementals retain the consciousness of their their previous their previous proxy. proxy. I so wanted. I'm so sad that Aelin died. Because I wanted her, you to like finally get back to her, and then she just looks at you and goes, "Hello, son." Well, he already had that suspicion. Yeah, yeah. I had another revelation of something that could have been with Aelin as well. The fire elemental bonded with her at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Like she was already a proxy at the age of two. Yes, yeah, yeah. extremely mm-hmm. early. Which is surprising that she survived. Bonding. Well, there's that, and there's there's also there had to be like the elemental was in a sense trying to hide at yeah. that point mm-hmm. by bonding with someone that is that young, and Julian, if you remember from his background, that I mean that's his adopted daughter. It was not even his daughter, and he's sort of adopter from the mother who was in the riots who died. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe. That mother was part of some organization trying to hide yeah. this elemental, and that wasn't even her real daughter. Right. Oh. Maybe she, she was. I was thinking as I'm thinking through this, and then I know Jeff and Aaron across the table from me. I was making faces all night, like, hmm, yeah, wow, looking up in the corners. Yeah, the he was. He like, was making all sorts of connections in his head. I was like, I wonder where that one leads. I wonder where that one leads. So I was thinking, it's like, what? What if the fire drakes have been after this el- elemental for as long as they decided to break away it's from a very powerful hands. elemental? Yeah, and very because it's a very powerful elemental. And her mother at the time was actually part of the healing hands, trying to keep her away from the fire drakes. Right. So yeah, all those all those things. So now you guys know what I was like. All your faces. faces <laughs> and I was like, oh, what, what if this is happening? What if this is happening? Mm-hmm. I also need to point out, Sam feels that she has Julian's number. 100% Sam's got Julian down. What do you mean? Because, so Sam walks into Julian's apartment and finds the board, finds the fact that Julian's kind of neurotic about finding the information. So when Sam was discovered by Julian's apartment, Sam's like, okay, here's the information you think you want. And just starts giving you. And just giving you information. You know what will happen? Julian's like, okay, we'll work together. Despite the fact that I broke Broken. into your apartment, rifled through your things. You didn't even... Uh, and so it was like, Sam's kind of feeling pretty good about himself. Herself. Itself. <laughs> well, and we'll see what Sam happens in the future. Part of that was metagaming. Sam but. needs to nail down the pronouns, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was more of, there's an issue, but... There's a more pressing issue yeah. at the time. What I was trying to do ever since the beginning of last session when Julian learned that there was that connection with all of these cases with his daughter, right? that was his focal point. Just give me the information. Nothing else really matters. And when... I'm going to be the one who tells you your daughter's dead. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> when... It's said and done, and the dust settles. Then he will tell everybody else how it is. <laughs> I'm going to have to be the one to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's not going to go well. No, it's I, not. I, once that scene happened, I was like, all right, let me think. 
Let me think of how Julian is going to respond to this. That's why I pulled out my original paper and I looked at what my beliefs were. Uh -huh. And there's one belief on there which dictates how I'm going to respond to that. How Julian's going to respond to that. Mm. So, Choler killed your daughter. So okay. we'll we'll see how yeah. if how that, that comes, comes in into play. Oof. You talking about a dark campaign? Yep, it's going to go there. Yeah, it went places tonight that we I no, none of us expected. Like, I mean, we talked about this beforehand. I all have always expected something epic, catastrophic, life changing to happen with the Aqua Rail because mm -hmm. it's such a focal point of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like a lot of the descriptions of what what happened in the dust cloud and everything sweeping through was completely inspired by nine eleven. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, like the wall of dust that was just moving mm -hmm. down the streets of New York City. Yeah. And I guess the, the crowds of people just standing there and looking at yeah. the yeah. destruction as it's, you, as it's happening. You just don't know what to do in that situation. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. you just stare at it. And there is a certain type of people that would rush right. in mm -hmm. yeah. to do whatever they could. And I would mm -hmm. imagine military police would be the probably that on, that, yeah. on that list. And honestly, Jared would be one of those kinds of people too. But he just was climbing out of... I kind of like the way that that happened... We've talked about all getting all together as characters, and well, I mean, this is the most we've ever. Yeah, this is the closest you got. Closest we've yeah. got. We've get we had three people together, almost four within, the, but it was like <laughs> ten minutes too too late. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of like the way that it happened. That I mean, that it got split up again because just the imagery of that last. That last scene seeing where we left, so seeing different... from different perspectives, seeing yeah. it right there, ground zero where Chime was, mm -hmm. and then trying to having having Jer be in the underbelly of this destruction and it sweeping him away, and mm -hmm. then him coming out like miles away from mm -hmm. where it is, and then looking up at the sky, the skyline, and seeing it, and then halfway across the city, just standing there in awe at a window, looking yeah. at it. Yeah, very good. Very, Very good visuals. Good visuals to yeah. wrap up an episode. I loved the the fight that you had, the struggle just to survive in the the crush yeah. of the water. Yeah, that was that was a pretty epic struggle. Yeah, I almost didn't make it. No, no, no. Your character <laughs> nearly became uh, bone jelly. Yeah. on mm. on the top of the sewer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm bringing next time. <laughs> bone <laughs> jelly. <laughs> Called Isn't marrow. that called bone marrow? <laughs> yeah, marrow yeah. jelly. Yeah, it it was a great way to end the session, and yeah. uh, it changed the game. Like the whole night, the first few episodes, it was really kind of hard to yeah to figure out. We're we're groping along, trying to figure out what's going on, who our characters who are, our characters how they are, respond to situations. Respond. And I think we have the same thing with Terra Proximus and Angel's Guard. Well, the difference is there was a disconnect between. The, what was getting set up and what was actually happening yeah, like we were yeah. talking about how dark this campaign is well truly it hasn't gotten dark yet we were just seeing all the setups for all the dark yeah. things that were yeah. happening mm -hmm. but everything that happened was still pretty neat and clean yeah, yeah. in the yeah. previous sessions tonight it was dark and it got dirty all the dominoes yeah. like, fell down quite literally literally we were dirty. in the sewer and that I think it's fitting for like we were in the sewer, 
but the dealings that had to go on, the actions that had to go on, got just as dirty. Yeah. 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 Sam threatening to kill the seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a great moment. I will say that... that and this... then Sam's going to teach the seven-year-old how to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say that uh, this set of episodes was really an opening with Jerland because mm-hmm. you convinced him to stop hiding and join you through evidence of him being well documented. well documented I mean, everywhere. I, it really pulled him in and it, it freed him to start doing things mm-hmm. rather than hiding from doing things. Yeah. I think across the board tonight, just the, I mean, I, I may just have a very overactive imagination, but I like the visuals that were coming scene after scene with this. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I was just like, wow, this is really good stuff. There's, I mean, even just the visual of Sam just being in Julian's apartment, just like flipping through like his, 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 his stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that was great. Like he was like uh, casually the, just, <laughs> the fire dome and the being held captive in the, the sewer or the warehouse. That that was great. Oh. Jer having to swim his way through. Oh yeah, like that was cool. Some really really good stuff. Yeah. To assist with the the Sam flipping through the stuff. I don't the the, the image that I have in my mind. I don't know if anybody's ever seen one hour photo. Yes. The Robin Williams. That's an movie. amazing. It's movie. super creepy and like. But from I never saw the whole thing. But from what I remember was he would sneak into the the people's houses of the people who had submitted the photos to, and he would just kind of rummage through things like he would like take some pictures of the their house without them in it yeah like and th- th- that's kind of what i pictured sam doing just kind of like walking through and picking things up and looking through not really disturbing much no no not trying not to leave a trace and but yeah, yeah. that's kind of what Very i pictured mm-hmm. and then really running frantically to the hospital yeah <sighs> I, I, I really want to see that scene of just <laughs> running through the hospital and just at the last second, just ah, taking off the thing and just walking nonchalantly. Uh-huh. Just corner. coming around the corner. So, guys. It's, it's like the scene from uh, Mission Impossible. Yes. Where he's <laughs> running through the military, blasting his way through, and he gets to the door. And then he, like, slows down and it's, like, casually but still with purpose walking through. And he's giving orders and telling people what to do. And then he walks outside and immediately changes all his stuff so he doesn't look anything the same. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to swing back to is the conversation that yeah. Aelin had with Chime. That was an excellent scene. Where um, <laughs> she was telling him about the what her and Abel were actually doing. Yeah. Did you understand what what was going on there? They're actually slowing up, slowing down and speeding up time in a general in location. Yeah. Oh, if, to reference it, how it was put in uh, Stargate, a time dilation yeah. bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, so they just snap up the... That's like in, a... And so that was what was happening with the safe, yeah. was that they were putting up the bubble around the safe for the cracker to to go ah. through as many combinations as they could. And they just... Over sacrifices the must be made. Mm-hmm. So that cracker knew that he wasn't going to come out of it. Maybe he didn't, but it just depends on how, how which of the combinations he got. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. If he had done be able to find the right combination, he would come out alive. The safe was still locked when he died. It makes you wonder: were was there it? multiple crackers? 
he was the one. He was the body on the floor, and the safe was locked when he well, went back. Yeah, multiple crackers. They had him try it until he could, until he died, and then the next guy try it, and yeah, apparently was successful. Yep, I like that. I imagine actually, what I imagined happened was he opened the safe, and Choler was standing in the bubble with him. Wow, mm. and fried him. Yeah, and then Choler killed him, uh. and then aged the like hit him on the head, and then aged the, had the kids age the body so nobody could tell what happened. So it wasn't an aging spell per se, but it was making time move faster. Yeah. Sort of like the time bubbles and... Uh, That's actually thing. where I got it from. <laughs> the magic I, I found about it, I found the description of it because uh, I was reading Brandon Sanderson where they go through and they collect all of his quotes from where he answers questions mm-hmm. in um, book signings. And one of them, he says, so there's this actual kind of magic called allomancy, but it's spelled differently. So I looked uh, I looked it up and I saw that it was uh, where you use salt and fire to t- forecast the future. And so that's where I got the idea of, well, we've got, we've got an earth elemental who could make salt mm-hmm. and we have a fire elemental. So we could combine those two powers. We could have like a time dilation effect. There's another thing that we talked about in between is a theory of why I guess certain elementals have manifested in the way they do. Cause I thought it was an interesting contrast that as a player, when we found Abel, I was halfway expecting to have to, I mean, we did have to persuade him, but to even acknowledge that his father wasn't yeah, uh, Choler, but that wasn't the case. Uh-huh. And it was like, then you also said the elemental, that was with was more passive, uh, but then we sort of commented after uh, in between episodes. What if it's the more hosts a elemental has had? Obviously, since they retain the per- the consciousness of that host, the it more personalities them, yeah. and more crazy they character they traits they they, develop, they, develop, they yeah. develop. On the other hand, it's a little creepy because that means that. Abel was going along with everything Choler was doing. Right. Willingly. I mean, great, as a seven-year-old, so how much do you understand? But... Well, also, you have to remember that the elementals impose their own... Shaving on the yeah. personality. Yeah. Traits on the, the personality of mm-hmm. the host. Right. Right. Which, uh, thinking back to Aelin a little bit, that sort of begs a, a question. How much did the actual girl, Aelin, have control... Over her body. From the beginning. From the beginning. Probably very little. Yeah. Like, if this was, has been a fire elemental that has been uber powerful and troublesome for, I don't know, how many years. Yeah. And that's partially what I I was trying to get at when I was asking her, you know, and kept asking her ever and ever, who am I talking to? Yeah. Yeah. Because it it became apparent at one point that there was, what Jordan was talking as Aelin or the fire elemental to chime, I at one point I was like, wait, they've switched. Yeah. Like it's like he's talking to a different person now. I don't think that Aelin could distinguish between herself and the yeah. fire yeah, elemental. Yeah, that that she couldn't tell the difference. Well in her she, mind maybe that's a result of the yeah. being bonded so young. Yeah. yeah. But in her mind they just, are the same person. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's and like after that scene where you know she erupted fire, I'm the only one you're talking to. I'm this is me. Right. I I changed the approach I took with her. We have been talking for a long time about how awesome tonight was. Yeah. 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 
Let's go ahead and uh, go move into character points. Everybody gets 15 from me. Yes. For the darkness. You you all... So here's For the, the darkness. Thing. You were spending <laughs> character points like candy tonight. We had to. Yeah. yeah. Like, if if Jeff had not spent character points, Jeff would be, we would be talking about, okay, what character are you going to design next? <laughs> because he would not have Jerry Land yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. how many did you actually spend? Like, seven? Over the course of the night? Probably. Yeah. Over the course of the night, I only spent five. Five? Okay. But I, I spent three... Uh, just on uh, of the rules. fate points. Yeah. Yeah, we all spent some of our fate points. I don't think any of us. I spent two. Spent four. And I spent two. I spent, I spent three. I spent four character points. I spent four and character points. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah. were spending tonight like crazy. Yeah. 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 We were rolling terribly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the roles we were making for our characters were very important roles. Yes. Like, I, as a character, Julian think it this needs to happen yeah so the person controlling the character is like yeah you got to spend a, a fate point on this yeah you got to spend a character point on this you have to yep again i think this is a session where we have in a sense maybe hit a stride yeah. with the characters like so we really they, know how, how they actually work yeah how they're so we know oh, yep there's been this, this is something our character would be really wanting to happen yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right, let's go ahead and talk about who advanced their character the most. Jerlan. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jerlan. You I'm... have gone from hiding to full-fledged in the fight. Chasing after, on your own, in a situation where you would have been like, peace. And displaying the abilities. Yes. Like, not just... Your powers were kick-ass tonight. Yes. Yeah. Like, your use of the powers and how you... How creative you were with them was top notch. Going back to the imagery, but that's like a superhero-ish like image. The end scene, <laughs> you cra- crawling out of the sewer, wet, disheveled, and looking up at destruction. That's like superhero. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I, I did sort All of have in my mind like by yourself. It's not like you had a cadre of people coming out of the sewers with you, and you're like, yeah, we're a group. It's like you by yourself, panting, like, <sighs> been through <laughs> almost to the brink of death yeah. and looking up at destruction. Yeah, That's yeah, like survived superhero. That. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely got a vibe of, like, Arrow or Batman yeah. from yeah. The, the way that turned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, so hands down, yeah. development of character, Jared Land. Yep. All right, sounds fairly unanimous. We'll actually give two points tonight for these. I I think that development of character is worthy of two points. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So who had the best role-playing tonight? I'm actually going to go with... That's my first. With Chime. My first nomination as well is Mm -hmm. Johnny. That scene with Aelin. Yeah. I mean... Was, that was a hard scene. It was. It was a very hard (laughs) scene, but you, you stayed in character, and I think that your character did a lot of growth... In just that scene. Well, yeah, because, like... The way way that he kept his cool in the midst of being confronted with a fire elemental. Yeah. That was essentially the brain of this child. And also that you you got surrounded... In another scene, you got surrounded by a dome of fire. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was kind of freaking me out. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. I mean, and then the in the sewer, I mean, I thought... 
Aaron when that whole exchange when you had to grab Abel and that whole talk to shakedown like <laughs> that was that was some good role playing. Right it was. There. It was definitely in character. Um, and then <laughs> at, the, at Julian's apartment, that was oh, also yeah. some excellent <laughs> role playing. It was. That was fun. Yeah, that I love. That episode that scene. was a lot of fun. That that scene was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. that was a lot, that was a lot. I just like the, the, like you at one point you're like, hold on, are you still inside and out outside the apartment? <laughs> <laughs> and then I I love your take on how to try and get into the hospital too. Didn't work. It didn't. It was close. It was <laughs> and so we close. talked about it because it was the it was the rolls. Yeah, it was the rolls. But that was. I even said it as soon as you, we said it and you started to roll for it, it's like, I, I like this approach. Yeah. And that, like, that was going to be my approach if we had ran into any guards in the, on the street, of uh, just greeting them with the, for the council and keep on walking. Uh, and let them try to stop someone who is claiming council business at three in the morning. Yeah, and if you think, if that's a good contrast of how, I guess, I'm assuming your military background uh, Sam's military background would have. I thought you were talking about my no, personal. No, 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 no. Sam's, sorry, Sam's military, Sam's military background with the whole spy thing would have played into well, it. And then contrast with Julian's, right? The, and it's he even alluded to it with, yeah. when he was talking with Jared. It's like his role as an investigator is very give and take. It's all on building a relationship, a rapport with somebody. Mm-hmm. And if he gets stopped by somebody on the street at 3 a.m., he has no rapport with them. Right. So why he's going to try and skirt around that. Right. And you think about it, the only time he did try and use his rapport was when he was coming up against the guards who he had already introduced himself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that I, um, rereading uh, Dresden Files, and one of the things that he talks about is getting far with a box of flowers and a name tag. Yeah. Um, Just pretending that that you're supposed to be yeah, where you're where I you belong, are. I belong here more than you do. So mm-hmm. how about you back off and give me some space? I actually just read finished Great Peril myself. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the exact same thing like when you're in high school, you know? If you're skipping class, you walk through the hallway like you're supposed to be in the hallway. <laughs> oh, we're not even giving this as advice. No, 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 no. <laughs> No. Stating a fact. Well, I, can, I can tell you that, that Two in, of high us school, were so. in high yeah. school, that works. Uh, I was in RTC in high school. And on Thursdays, when it was uniform day, you had ribbons on on your uniform. You had, like, your drill team, mm-hmm. like, rope on. And you're walking with not your regular flight cap, but your the officer's cap. And you could just stroll straight down the middle of the hallway. And there were things called a hall sweep, where if you were in the hall after class had started, the administrators was, up. you're in the hall up against the wall. We're taking your names and you get written up. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't know how many hall sweeps I just walked by Mm -hmm. in uniform, carrying my my cover, (laughs) and just walked right by. And the administrators (laughs) just looked at me, gave me a nod, and I just kept walking. Well, I, I, you know, if you walk like you have a purpose, like you're supposed to be there. Yep. Instead of doing the, uh, okay, I'm, I gotta hide because they're gonna suspect me. And that goes back to the, the same thing. It's like you're walking somewhere and you look like you belong. They're on a mission. Yeah. Okay. The best yeah. way to hide is in plain sight. Yep. Not so. Anyway. Any quote not by Jerry Land. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Back, back to best role playing. I'm sitting. I'm with Chime. <sighs> I I would have to I would have to say here. 
Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh, Shine's okay. scenes were fantastic. I just think there were there was just more from Aaron that right. showed diversity. So that's my vote. But my first thought, yes, was for Chime. My vote is for Chime. All right, you get two character points there, Johnny. Now for the hard one. Oh, no. Knocked. No. We, well, I, I will say, we knocked snacks out of the park tonight. Yes. We did. That's, oh, my goodness. Every, so everything good. was so good. Yeah, we started off right out the gate. Jeff brought pizza bagels, and they were fantastic. Like, not like pizza bagel bites yeah, that you a homemade buy. pizza bagels. Like a full bagel. <laughs> yeah. I, pizza sauce and cheese and toppings. And the meat was like overflowing and hanging <laughs> off the cheese. You know when Jeff is having a good day when he shows up with a huge overdone meals worth of snack right yeah. there. And then we moved on to Johnny's pot stickers. Oh, yeah. Spicy pork oh. pot stickers. So the homemade uh, what, what kind so, of sauce? Homemade, yeah. Dumpling, dumpling, sauce. dumpling, dumpling sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fantastic. And then we moved on after the next episode to Aaron brought uh, meat and cheese. Meat and cheese. And there was a, a the, the elk, elk sausage. sausage was so good. Oh my, oh my gosh. We were I, all so good. I love that with the, the smoked Gruyere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I know it wasn't quite your taste because it was too sweet, but the combination was, yeah. was great for me. Yeah, the elk sausage was... I, yeah, I, sweet meat to me just seems... Mm. Sweet meat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... No, none of you are sweet meat. <laughs> I'm... Meat should be savory more than it should be sweet. Or it's got to have a nice contrast. If it's a little sweet, it's got to have some spice or some something. Spi- yeah. Some spice or like spice? That, that salt that kicks up. The- if, yeah. if there had been a little bit of chili in with it. Yeah. Oh. That would have been phenomenal. Ooh. Ooh, Make wow. a chili and put the elk sausage in I almost. I made a homemade hot sauce this week. And I almost brought, tried to think of something I could make with the homemade hot sauce. And yeah. then the last snack we had was uh, the, the strawberry uh, cake. It's a, don't remember where this line of recipes comes, but it's basically you take just a cake mix box and you take a can of flavored, some flavored soda. And you can make different combinations of types of cake with the cake flavor and the soda flavor. Mm. And you mix them together. So I had a oh. strawberry cake mix with a cream soda and that was supposed to be like a strawberry shortcake i would and it tasted like a strawberry it was really good too i would bet that a a chocolate cake with root beer yes that was one of them that would have that that was one of them the only problem was it it was delicious the only problem was it was very crumbly vanilla cake with orange soda i could go for this orange cream Uh, i'm trying it uh, or or orange with a lemon cake that would taste like mountain dew yeah yeah, and basically, there's no other no other <laughs> ingredients. You just uh, the cake mix box says, "Oh, you do two eggs, some oil, oil milk. You milk just too. just the soda and the cake mix." It worked out really well. Yeah, it was, it was good. good. It was, it was very, very good. tasty. Oh. So we lo- we thoroughly enjoyed everything that yes. was brought tonight. Yeah, yes, like, thoroughly. Yes, like had any of those things we brought been brought on another day i think any of those things could have won yes it's like the a couple sessions ago we had takis <laughs> you know? yeah that was last <laughs> session no, 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 two, two sessions ago, ago. Yeah. oh yeah it it did, didn't ago. the takis win the yeah. takis <laughs> won so i mean i we, did not expect those to win at all and yeah. we, but everyone's like man these are so good these yeah so, so we go so from if the takis to elk sausage <laughs> It's like, no rhyme or reason. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, let's think about this. Wait, we had did we have some? We had some pretty good. Yes, we had excellent rolls that night. Oh, you think that the snacks and the rolls are correlated? And we had excellent rolls that night. So we all need to bring cheap. We need snacks. to bring cheap snacks. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. I call the Doritos. <laughs> cheap snacks, and we'll have excellent rolls. We break out the all the our our luck on the the snacks. Our rolls are going to be awful. I, I almost thought about bringing ice cream sandwiches. Oh. Yeah, that was my thought. I was like, oh, that sounds good. So, But I don't think that would have held up against me. No, no probably wouldn't have brought tonight. <laughs> no. Alright, so who gets the point? My vote's for the pot stickers. My vote is for the pot stickers. Hands pot down. stickers. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> as much as talking as we have did about everything, and then it comes down to vote, and everyone's like, nope, pot stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, literally, we took the lid off that pot, and within five minutes, it was, it was gone. gone. There was like there was like 50 of those pot stickers. <laughs> and we all just started <laughs> Yeah, they they were devoured so quick. You know, the funny thing is, I, I went to the grocery store looking for pot stickers, and I couldn't find any. <laughs> And I was so upset because I couldn't find pot stickers. And then Johnny shows up and he, I'm like, oh, what'd you bring? Pot stickers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> a man after oh. my own heart. <laughs> yeah. So pot stickers, you get two points. All right. Yeah. One last thing. Still in a camp, we are three sessions into this campaign. And there are guns present. I don't think a shot has been fired. No, not no. at all. But again, I think some of that was, again, because of the police state that we're living in, shots fired are probably a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think just anybody has guns. That's the impression I've gotten. I, it's not like... I, th- I think the only two guns have been brought out. And it was ours. Your one. Katari and then Julian. Yeah. Yeah. The but only, I kind of like that. The only ones that have brought out guns at this point. Though I'm not going to lie... Jared's gonna start carrying around his fire axe. Yeah, just like stick it in. Yeah, there was a point where we're in there, and I was think I was thinking, I was like, if stuff starts look like it's gonna go down, and Jared's next to me, he's gonna reach into his coat and say, "Take my machete." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> my axe. <laughs> Take my machete. You will need something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was debating whether or not I was actually carrying my uh, my pistol around with me when trying to cost me in the street. And they said mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. Troller. A troller, yeah. <laughs> when I accosted myself. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw myself in the mirror, I'm like, oh man, I better shoot that ugly thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When troller accosted me in the street, I was like, did I have my gun with me? Should I shoot him? No, I, I wouldn't be carrying my gun around with me like this. Well, no, you Julian know. does. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the Julian's a lot more uh, unofficial than Chime. Also, maybe a little less 90s. Yeah. But guys, great evening tonight. Yeah, great day. Definitely. This was this was a lot of fun. Probably some of the most fun I've had in a long time. And I might just go to this half-ass approach for preparing notes because everything <laughs> just went so well. <laughs> I can't really argue with the results. Yeah. So, all right. I think we're going to put a cork in it. Thank you so much for listening to about a month's whole episodes of Bone Throwers Theater. We've really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. 
That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.